Hey students, this is Albert Luna, Editor-in-Chief here at The Roundup. Just want to take a quick minute to say that this episode of the NMSU Roundup News and Culture Podcast is brought to you by Casa Bandera Apartments. Students, if you're anything like us here at The Roundup, you know that with spring break around the corner, you have to start thinking about where you're going to be living next school year. Instead of having to move all your belongings in and out on one day of the year and have to have RAs constantly knocking at your door with on-campus housing, why not go across the street to Casa Bandera and enjoy peace and privacy? Casa Bandera is now taking fall pre-leasing applications for one, two, and three bedroom floor plans. The apartments also come with game rooms, a resort style pool for everyone, basketball courts, and a fitness center. Schedule your visit today by calling 575-647-0881 or logging on to casabandera.com. Again, that is 575-647-0881 or logging on to casabandera.com. Casa Bandera, where convenience meets excellence. Also, students wanted to take some time to talk about one of our other sponsors today, Neon Desert Music Festival. Students, your favorite music festival of the year is almost here. Neon Desert Music Festival in downtown El Paso is getting closer and closer as it's set to take place on May 26th and 27th. Lineups have already been announced, and they include Martin Garrix, Gucci Mane, and Dylan Francis, all performing live in person. We will be talking more about this as this gets closer, but tickets are now on sale, so be sure not to miss out. Log on to NeonDesertMusicFestival.com to get your spot secured for the best music festival in the Southwest. And also, lastly, students, a reminder from NMSURoundup.com that we are now on the Apple Podcast app. Be sure to subscribe to us and give us a rating while you're there. Already a ton of subscribers on our Apple Podcast app so far, so thank you, students. As always, be sure to check out the website this week. And with that being said, now we'll send it over to Andres Valle as he's hosting the News and Culture Podcast this week. Take it away, Andres. Hey guys, welcome to the News and Culture Podcast. It's your host, Andres Valle. I'm currently joined here in the studio with our lovely staff writer, Sarah. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? Good. How long have you been with the Roundup? Um, I've been with the Roundup since about mid-January. Mid-January? Yeah. How many stories have you done so far? I've done about, let's say, like eight to ten. Eight to ten? Yeah. Like, what what, um, what type of stories have you done? Um, I've, I've done quite a bit. I've done stuff about Model UN um i've done stuff about keynote speakers Mm -hmm. i've done it's been a it's been a wide (laughs) variety you've done dang that's a that's a lot actually is there any stories in particular that you've liked the most like that you like more than other stories Mm -hmm. i guess you would say i think honestly my favorite one was the intramural one Mm -hmm. what Um, was that one about so i got to go talk to the to the guy who's in charge of like intramural sports and stuff and I got to ask him, like, questions about just, like, why he does it. And mm-hmm. he's so passionate about it. He loves it. And, like, he loves his refs. He loves just being able to be so interactive with the students. And mm-hmm. it was – I thought it was really cool. Um, do you do in- intramurals? I do. I do. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which What sports do you do? Well, last semester I did um, volleyball. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a lot of fun. And I also <laughs> did – Correct soccer for a little bit, <laughs> but I got really aggressive because I had to stop. <laughs> Wait, um, why for a little bit? Were you? I, I got like. You were, were you red carded? Yeah, what <laughs> <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> well, just like when someone runs after me, mm-hmm. I, my instinct is to just it's, <laughs> tense <it's>, up. <laughs> okay, so it's a fight. A little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> that I mean that's pretty cool. Uh, what year are you? I'm a freshman. Freshman? Yeah. What are you studying? I'm studying, I'm actually doing general business, marketing, and dance. Ooh. Yeah. 
yeah so a little bit of a variety yeah it's a little <laughs> bit do you want to expand on that like um well i i love business i find mm-hmm. it so interesting and i wanted to pick like a certain field in it so but i also want to do like general business and i want to have some marketing background with it and i think marketing is really interesting i i have to give props to the people who can have the patience to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> um and dance i've been dancing since i was three and wow. it's kind of just been one of my my favorite things to do no matter where i'm at i just love dancing what type of dance um i do contemporary modern jazz and hip-hop oh okay yeah do you have a personal favorite hip-hop okay for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um is there like an artist that really like gets you going when it comes to like music if you want to dance Mm. I have to say, like, I love, like, Little Wayne and Migos and stuff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> have you ever done a routine to them? I have. Oh, God. It's like, what songs? Okay, so I did a routine to She Will by Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Okay. Um, And I did one to Fight Night by Migos. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Respectable if you guys listen to that genre. <laughs> That's um, I would like to, s- I would like to see that. Honestly, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a video on it. Just kidding. Probably. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but anyways, I guess so. Uh, like one thing I want to talk about is like this is a news and culture podcast, and we cover a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. What What is something that you would like to cover that you have not yet? Honestly, I think this campus is so like diverse. We have so many people from different countries, and I kind of want to talk to like go to because they have different programs here mm-hmm. for like the different ethnicities and stuff i think i would love to go and and talk to them just to see like how they're adjusting mm-hmm. to being in such a different culture and society like i think that would you be know, really be interesting so cool. that'd be a cool little feature that you could probably do yeah i think it would be really fun because i know i've had a lot of friends who came from like brazil mm-hmm. over here and just hearing like where they came from and then being here because like the the university in like brazil like you wear you always dress up nice you don't wear sweatpants mm-hmm. nothing so coming here it's so different and i think it'd to be see really that. yeah honestly to see like a whole like america i know i was speaking to a, a girl from i think it was sweden and she told me he's like you know when we pay for school we pay for school that includes textbooks i didn't expect to come to this country and still have to pay for an english book when i'm taking an english course and i was like mm. that's interesting that's like a you know to like look at you know, cost of other educational things like that. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think, like, just having people from every different country, like, that you can imagine, mm-hmm. just all coming together and being able to see how they look at certain situations mm-hmm. and how, um, I don't know, different, like, basketball games, football games, like, what is that to them? Like, mm-hmm. is that something common they have yeah, definitely because American football is, you know, it's American football. Yeah. People, soccer is the biggest thing across the world. Oh, I know. It's I think it's crazy. I think it'd be really interesting just to see their p- point of view on mm-hmm. so many different things that we have on campus. They, there's always like tables set up outside mm-hmm. of Corbett. And what um, what issues do you feel like there are on our campus that you may want to get resolved or even get into? Um, I think one of the biggest things, honestly, would be that we we tend to not say anything. In what way? I think when there are issues that needed to be resolved like i think there's a lot of people not talking about things that need to be talked about and there there's a sometimes some people sit outside of campus or outside of corbett who like to express what they believe in a very loud manner are you talking are we referring to what every nmsu student knows as the preacher yes okay i think 
that is one of a, a big issue because mm-hmm. I think it's really dangerous to have those kind of things being thrown in our face and saying like hearing those things mm-hmm. like wh- how what they call people I think it's very dangerous to be hearing that especially like I said people from different countries if that's yeah. that's not in their culture at all mm-hmm. and like I think here in America we hear it most like you know yeah. the yelling and stuff but different cultures it's so you would want to take that angle and like talk to like the foreign exchange students about that because I know um, for those listeners who are listening in here at New Mexico State University, we it literally happens every semester. There is a man on our campus who preaches um, and he says not so, I guess, friendly remarks to a lot of the students. He always gathers a group and mm-hmm. everyone just kind of makes fun of him. You know, some people, you know, just listen to him, but he it's it makes for an uncomfortable kind of a school environment like you know he's always centered in the front of our student union in Corbett mm-hmm. which you know like there's been issues he's allowed to be on our campus we are a public institution there's like no way we can not have him like kick him out but I completely understand where you're coming from that's an that's considered an issue I've heard people say like you know why is he here like I'm you know it's like it's like we watch to watch because it's a show yeah <clears throat> but i completely understand that too and um what other things do you like because i know actually in recent um because I, I was watching the news um there are two alleged rapes on our campus it's just um this year alone and we're in march the beginning of march and that happened in the residence halls um how do you feel like what what are your thoughts on that I think, honestly, that's something that's very alive in the world today, and it doesn't get enough acknowledgement, I, I would say. Like, it's just, it's so dumbed down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when a girl or a guy say they're raped, people don't believe them, or they say they're crying wolf. And that really bugs me because I think it's something that, it's hard to talk about for sure, but when somebody comes out and actually talks about it, that's something we need to acknowledge and accept that this is alive. It's, mm-hmm. it's in places we don't see it happens on this campus more than we see because people it's don't not talk reported about it. it's exactly. not exactly so w- is that an issue you would like to get your hands on definitely i've actually been a part of like the the sex trafficking like the rape mm-hmm. awareness um with the fbi here in, in las cruces oh. because i think it's just something that doesn't get enough recognition because it's it's awful and people turn such a blind eye to it mm-hmm. and i think like in the dorms and stuff, it happens more than it should. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be happening, but it's very, very alive there. And so in what ways would you like to tackle that, even with like with working with the Roundup? How do you feel like that you can tackle that yourself? Precautions. Th- Writing something about how to take precautions when girls go on runs at night, when they go to the bathroom and just... just being careful, mm-hmm. noticing your surroundings, um, being careful of who you hang around with, mm-hmm. just being more aware. Mm-hmm. I would say it's it's not always a stranger. That's very true. And that's you look at the statistics, and I know here at MSU we did a whole campaign where it's um it's on us, the it's on us campaign, and we even had like you know Aggie shirts on that. And I think that's super cool, but I feel like it wasn't. It wasn't advertised. It wasn't mm-hmm. exploited that well. Um, and one issue I have myself too, and I um, I've gotten multiple messages because we I I did that whole 
um, moms who are full-time students and mm-hmm. people were like so excited to see that they're we wrote about an issue like a women's issue yeah and um and we're trying to get more diverse i feel like here at the roundup but one issue i feel like i keep getting is we need more education on mental health oh definitely so what do you what like what do you think about that uh i think mental health i think we tend to go to um just the issue like the the problem Mm -hmm. that happens right then but we don't go and look back well look at the problems leading up to that you can check yourself out of a mental hospital and like i think that is very dangerous because i didn't even know that what do you mean can you like what you can check yourself out the actually the the shooter with the the shooting a while back you know Mm -hmm. he checked himself out of a mental hospital and i think that is so dangerous because that's just finding a Mm-hmm. just ignoring a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very dangerous also because we don't look enough at um, suicide also. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when these school shootings happen or whatever, the person ends up committing suicide afterwards. And I think we need to look at the, the mm-hmm. events leading up to that. Look at how we could prevent that. Like, I, I think another thing would go back to bullying because it goes back to mental yeah. health, bullying, everything. everything. It, it it's has a snowball effect. effect, I guess you would say. Exactly. I think it's just as time goes on and those things keep building, they, it gets worse and worse and mm-hmm. it just doesn't heal over time. Those things get worse over time. Mm-hmm. And especially with someone who has depre- who struggles with mm-hmm. depression, it's hard to overcome it. I know one of our staff writers, I think it's Emily... She's working on a mental health story right now. And one thing I feel like we, I feel like students would like to know is like, what are the resources they can have on this campus? I myself am not very familiar with the counseling center hours or any of that. I was approached by um, someone tabling just last week, see, um, doing a mental health survey. And I was like, oh my God, like, I, like we need to cover this. I feel like as students and especially in this generation, um, it's something that needs to be discussed mm-hmm. and it's in the news. We see it. It's part of our culture at this point, the stigma of having a mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super awesome. What, what your views are, especially with different things like that. And um, what is something like, what is like, let's say if you had a big story you would really like to work on, like mm-hmm. unlimited time, like no school, what would it be? A big thing I would love to cover is how to handle the situations that this world is facing right now. We're facing so many school shootings. We're facing the the big, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. There's so many sexual assaults, like, you know. Being reported now. It's it's so sad. And I think people don't know how to handle those situations. If there were a school shooting on this campus, what would we do? Mm-hmm. We, we don't know. Well, um, I was... This week alone, I was at an active shooting uh, workshop led by the NMSC Police Department on Monday. And it was very informative. It mm-hmm. was very two hours. It, he stressed um, basically the tactic you should do in that situation. And it's run, hide, or fight. Mm-hmm. But it's all, you're all in shock. And like, you know, what's the best thing to do? Is it just to run? Is it to hide? I know a reason a lot of um, people were taught back in the 50s, back in, you know, during the whole Cold War, mm. um, to duck and cover. Yeah. And so when people are in that situation is that they they duck and they cover. Well, that's going to lead to more disaster. And that's what I, I, that was something brand new that I learned 
because I'm currently working on a st- on a, on our story about campus safety, mm. and I that like that's that's why that's why a lot more people end up suffering yeah. is because they chose to duck and cover rather than to run to find a safe place to hide or and ultimately if it leads to it to fight yeah and i think one of the big things these days is people start recording it mm-hmm. posting it on snapchat and i know they want to have something like show the police something mm-hmm. but that is not that should not be our first instinct and i think like that's something that we need to to promote is getting safe mm-hmm. and then think about those things because i know uh, it was um the chief it was the chief of NMSUPD. I'm blanking on his name right now. I completely apologize for that. But he, you know, his he had a th- he had a daughter who's in the third grade, and it was after Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with that shooting alone um, at the el- elementary school. And his third grade daughter asked t- her teacher, saying, "What do we do in that situation?" And the teacher replied, "It's okay. It'll never happen here." And his daughter who's in third grade which i know is it seven eight or nine maybe you're you're that you're that old yeah well she didn't think that was an okay answer and she said and she was pulled in the principal's office because she was with her group of friends and they were discussing how they're going to use a pen if an attacker came onto their like as a weapon Mm -hmm. if an attacker came on their campus and to have our first active shooting workshop which to me is like, I can't believe we're even having workshops on this alone. But I feel like if at, at a, th- a third grader can comprehend that, like, that's like, you can't not say that this is not ever going to happen because mm-hmm. there's a possibility of it going to happen. What do you what are your views on having these workshops now on college campuses? It's a sad reality. Mm-hmm. I think like we should never have to do this. Mm hmm. But it's something that's so important now because you don't know. We always say it won't happen to us mm-hmm. until it happens to us. And, like, I'm not saying it will, but I'm just saying we need to be prepared for those kind of things. And if you look around, half the cam- half the classrooms on campus don't have windows. Hmm. So I mean, the English department has a very small window. Does it open up? No, it does not. Exactly. And, like, you have to be prepared for this kind of scenarios, but I think it's great that that the campus police are hosting these mm-hmm. seminars because I think it's it's very important to know. Mm-hmm. And you said it was two hours. Yeah, it was um, started at two, ended at four, and I saw it. Be- I like jumped on it because I saw an email about it. And I told, I believe I told our editor in chief, I told our director of content that like I'm gonna go to this because I think it will be interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of faculty there. There's a couple students, not that many, but. The majority was faculty, which leads me to the question of who who I think this workshop needs to be done again. Mm. And I think it needs to be done every semester and on a wider scale. I think faculty went to it because we're in that state of as an educator or as, you know, an, like, you know, as a higher up, you know, like most professors were there too. What do I do? How do I keep my students safe? Mm. And I think that's a that's a good question. And I'm trying to track down. I'm trying um trying to track down, you know, some of these faculty members who did go to this and just to hear their views, yeah. you know, to listen, like why you went, what makes you like, you know, what is the reason? Like, are yeah. you, do you, what are your concerns? I guess, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that's really important. And I think also a, a good thing to do would be to ask the students how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Is, are they scared by this? Do they not really think about it? Mm-hmm. Cause 
I know now that all these shootings have been happening, I'm scared walking down campus. And I, like, I shouldn't be living my life in fear. I know that, but, like, it is, it's scary because I don't. You, you never know what's going to happen. And you never know who to trust. And that is. I've always felt safe at New Mexico State, honestly, all in all, like, walking here at night. But, you know, there's always, there's always going to be, like, you know, that background noise, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, what could be, what could happen. I know I have friends who go to UNM. And they've never felt safe. Maybe it's because the location mm. the campus is on. But I've been to UNM and I walked around and I and it's not the same as walking around NMSU. Oh, definitely. Even, like I throughout the day, I can walk to like my next class. No biggie. Earphones in. Nothing paying attention. UNM, it's a different story. It's a different environment. Definitely. And I think it's like that for every campus. Every campus is not going to have the same feel as you would, you know, here. Yeah. And like. It's nothing with NMSU. Like, I think I'm just scared anywhere anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be at the mall and I'll be scared just because I'm, I've always been kind of a fearful person of yeah. those kind of things. But I, I would definitely, like, I agree. I'm, I'm here on campus all the time. Do you feel like it's a media thing? Oh, yeah. I think a lot of it is, it has to do with the media. We work for a student newspaper, so we basically are the media as well. How much, how, like, so I'm... I'm double crossed, I guess you would mm-hmm. say, on the situation where um, in this time of need, in this time of, you know, you need to report the story. You know, you need to talk about it. You need to inform the public what's going mm-hmm. on and what's going on. It becomes people don't want to hear it anymore. And yeah. then it's faded away. And then we move on to the next big story. That's what the media is. That's what we do. That's, um, you know, that's the way it goes. But a part of me still feels like we need to cover it. Mm. It's um, in this time of need, we need writers. We need people discussing it. We need people informing. Yeah. But when do we draw the line? And I think that's what I was talking about earlier is like there are a lot of things we don't want to talk about. There's a lot of things we don't say. Mm-hmm. And I think drawing the line, that's kind of a tricky question because it's almost like how do we draw that line mm-hmm. when it's something that – we need to be thinking of we need to be aware of because like you said we kind of just drop it and go to the next big thing Mm -hmm. and i think that could be one of our problems as like a society today Mm -hmm. is that once the issue's over with it's over with Mm -hmm. and we move on until it happens again and i mean the parkland shooting happened on valentine's day that was a little more than three weeks ago Mm -hmm. and we're still discussing it and we're going to discuss it, I believe, until everything's set and done, the trial's over. Um, and it's all over Twitter. It's trending. It's constantly trending. Oh, yeah. And I guess at this point, the sad reality in this, you know, in the life we're living is we have to wait until the next big thing, mm-hmm. until the next tragedy, until the next incident. At what Before this, maybe, was it Las Vegas? Yeah. That was being blown up. And now we have this. And I don't know what's next. What's going to come this summer? You know? It's mm-hmm. it's it's a sad reality of like, you know, of the news. Yeah. It, you know, most people tell me not like I can never do journalism. I can never do that because the scariest thing they watch is the five o'clock news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true, but it's it's a passion. And you're here because you like to write. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like expand on that. Like, why? Why do you like to write? 
writing, I think for me, is just a good way to express myself in a way I can't with words. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to to also put what you're feeling and what you see, what you experience, who you mm-hmm. talk to on paper. And just being able to share it. Because not everyone will hear your voice. Mm-hmm. But by all of us being here, they hear it more than they would, I think, in just a one on one conversation. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I think writing is very therapeutic. Mm. And most of the time, all of our writers here, I think um, there's been maybe a couple opinion pieces brought out. I know our other features writer, Camilla, she did an entire um, opinion piece about, was it Hurricane Maria that hit Florida? And she's from Florida. She's from Tampa. And so it's a personal thing. And it was awesome that she was able to release a feature story or an opinion piece about, you know, how she feels knowing that, um, she hasn't heard from her friends in a couple mm-hmm. bit. She doesn't know if they're safe. She doesn't know if you know her family's homes are okay. And I think writing in this world is necessary. I think as even journalistic, or cr- whether it be creative writing, writing is what we need. We need more of that. We need it, it eases the pain. I mm-hmm. guess you would say of what's going on. And writing to me, most of the time, I've I don't write for myself. I write to tell the stories of others who yeah. can. Yeah. And I think that's, like, why they made journals and stuff Mm -hmm. is to put our feelings on paper. And, like you said, therapeutic. Mm -hmm. So therapeutic. It's a way to get it out. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely important. I think it's something that needs to be brought back more. Mm -hmm. So, speaking of opinion pieces, would you ever, like, want to do an opinion piece? Like, on an... What's what's the top? You, she, by the way, she just raised her eyebrows, so she has something in the bag that she's waiting to probably pitch to our editor. Um, I love. I have an I have an opinion about almost everything. Okay, I mean, from like, that's good. That's good to have an opinion. From food to politics, uh-huh. whatever it is, I always have an opinion. Okay, and I think, as I brought up earlier, the preacher. I guess you said mm-hmm. that would be an opinion I would want to share because I'm one of the people who's always out there. Every time. Are you, are, do you instigate with him? or? I argue. Oh, okay. Because oh. okay. I've been called a few names by them. And so... Pretty sure we can't say that, right? On here? Well, I'm looking at my producer right now. No? Okay. We're not allowed <laughs> to say this. Um, I've been called a few names, and that was when I kind of started being like, what gives you the right to, mm-hmm. to say that? And... They don't let you have an opinion. Mm-hmm. They don't let ev- anyone that have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be something I would want to have my opinion on. I love that you like strongly, like we've talked, we talked about the preacher earlier in this podcast and now we're bringing him back. <laughs> so someone's very, very, <laughs> very passionate about wanting to do this probably opinion piece. Hopefully next time he's back. I don't know when he's back. I know there was another preacher actually just this week. He was by Zool. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was a. Uh, he was, uh, I just kept walking. <laughs> I wasn't going to deal with that today. I was on my way to class. So I was like, no, nah, not today. Usually I like to watch, get, uh, eat my lunch outside. Actually, I always love, there's a bench oh, wow. near, um, right next to the corner store that mm-hmm. I like to sit and like watch him as he <laughs> gathers a crowd. It always blows up in my group chats. Um, oh yeah. Always blows mm-hmm. up. Every, like, every Snapchat story. It's just oh, yeah. of them. And I'm like, wow. And you know, it's so bad for those listeners who aren't from Las Cruces that if you click on the snap map and like you click on that like green glowy thing and mm-hmm. you click like near the corporate center student union 
It will there you will find dozens of Snapchats of this preacher every time he's here. Oh, definitely. It's it's ridiculous. I'm tapping through like 200 yeah. second stories. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> On to it's, the next. it's entertaining, but it's also if you like decide to listen, he it's it's not the nicest comments Mm-mm. he says to a lot of our students. And I totally respect that. And again, like I I understand he's passionate about what he believes in. But there's a fine line between passion and in your face, you're going to believe what I believe. I'm going to hit you with <laughs> my brick of facts, you know, yeah. or, or their definition. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say brick of facts, but their beliefs and their values. Yeah. And, you know, which are understandable. We're all entitled to our own, own, own opinions. So, I mean, we have the right to, I guess, you know, exploit them. But yeah, I, I understand how you feel. I'm pretty <laughs> sure many students who feel the same way. Would love to read that. I think a lot of people would love to read that story. I know Cherie did a story about Mil- Milton Hall, and I live and breathe in that building, yeah. which also has asbestos, so I shouldn't live and breathe in that building. <laughs> um, but, like, so many people clicked on that because so many people call that building their home. Yeah. And um, that there's plans for Milton Hall to go away, which oh, no. is pretty hurtful. I mean, that's where the journalism department is. That's where the CMI department is. So a lot of the mm-hmm. creative kids and, you know, a little sad about that. The media kids, but it won't happen for another couple years. Good. But it's still like most people were really sentimental about that story, which I give her props, man. She did a story that was that got a lot of clicks, and I'm pretty sure if a preacher story and it would do a lot <laughs> yeah. for us here at the roundup. I think it would make for a a good read. Yeah, I definitely like. I know the shoot your shot one was always a fun read. <laughs> um, that's so. I think it's so much fun when um. When writers actually want to write something they're really like passionate about, yeah, like it's always so cool to like hear. I know um, Alana; she does uh, the Senate stuff, mm-hmm. but I know Cherie loves politics and like she loves covering that. So, you know, it's it's so awesome to hear you know our own you know coworkers yeah. get really passionate and like I want to I want to see a story about you know you know sexual assaults on our campus so you know i want to i want to know about that you have yeah. you obviously have like a passion for it so I, so i know your story is going to be good um i know that's going to be so awesome i it's just it's really awesome to put like a voice to i guess a writer yeah because you can you can read their stuff and you can understand them but when you really sit down here in the studio you really get to hear who they are what what they found what they value so i just want to yeah. give a huge thank you to our staff writer, Sarah, for being on this week's podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. Well, this is the podcast. Uh, we're going to send it out. Have a great, great day.